Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Go. All right. Welcome, everybody. We are uh, now in Luke chapter one, the final verses of chapter one, because it was 80 verses long. We are, uh, it became a three part endeavor. So we're uh, reading today 57 through 80. 57 through 80. A little Christmas in July. <laughs> right? You know? Hallmark isn't the only one that can do that. We can do it too. Christmas in July. Here we go. And then tomorrow we'll still be in Christmas. Luke chapter 2. I mean, that's, come on. You've all seen Charlie Brown, right? Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Charlie Brown episode. Some folks have said I resemble Charlie Brown. I, but I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that's what they said. But they've said lots of things. So, you know. Anyway, uh, we're glad to have you here. You know, what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So we're going to read the word of God. And we'll be uh, picking up with the uh, story of the birth of John the Baptist. The birth of John the Baptist. Uh, so basically what's happened in the chapter one is there's been uh, basically a lot of announcements and a lot of pregnancies. <laughs> Mary's conceived by the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and Elizabeth. There's a floating, there's a floating something in here. Um, and then John the Baptist is conceived by his parents, uh, Zach and Elizabeth, Zachariah and Elizabeth in their old age. So two miraculous conceptions. Oh, and by the way, correction, immaculate conception does not refer to the birth, to the conception of Jesus at all. My bad, my mistake. It's, that is a um, theological term for something that um, the Catholic church holds as a tradition uh, regarding Mary, but it is not related to Jesus at all. So, um, anyway, just tidbit, correction, modification, you know, a little asterisk. Hey, I know it surprises you that I make so many mistakes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Welcome, everybody. Let's do it. All right. Um, Luke chapter 1, verse 57. Y'all ready? I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors, and remember, Zachariah still can't speak. He's mute. The Lord has muted him because he... Um, Doubted. He was like, how could this be? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't see how we're going to have a kid. So guys, I'm going to keep you quiet a little bit. Keep you quiet until John comes. And uh, you're just going to have to observe this miracle. 
it was a uh, he it was so he, he had a uh, pregnant pause as it were ah 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 Zachariah experienced a little pregnant pause <laughs> ah. okay all right now that we're all awake good morning Paula good morning Laura <laughs> welcome everybody um and so she has the baby. She had given birth to a son. Verse 58, her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and shared her joy. They were happy for her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. So for eight days, the poor little baby, little baby born eight days, daddy still can't speak. Zachariah still can't speak. So the eighth day, they come to circumcise the child. And they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah, because he can't, because John can't, I mean, because Zechariah can't speak. They're just assuming name after him, dad. But his mother spoke up and said, no, 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 no. He is to be called John. They said to her, there's no one among your relatives who has that name. Why would you call him John? Then they made signs to his father. Now, which is really interesting. They made signs to Zachariah is not deaf. He's mute. <laughs> you ever get that? They're making signs to Zachariah. Dude, I can hear you. Just talk. <laughs> Just because I can't speak doesn't mean I can't hear you. <laughs> but they make signs to Zachariah. <laughs> like, bruh, just talk. Zachariah can't talk. He can't tell him that. So he's just like. Just whatever. Just draw your little stick figure. But you could just tell me because I'm not. It's just like when you when someone, you know, when you find out when someone is blind, everybody starts talking louder. Hey, can you hear? He's blind. He's not deaf. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's crazy. So they, they make signs to Zachariah. And Zachariah's like, I don't know why they're making signs. They've been doing this for nine months. They, they still don't understand that just because I'm mute doesn't mean I'm deaf. I can hear you. Just talk. But anyway, I digress. Verse 62. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name his child. He asked for a writing tablet, you know, the, the international sign for a writing tablet when you just kind of scribble something in the air. You know, I need a writing tablet, something to write on. Um, I don't know if that's what he said, but it probably was. And to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Just like mama said, just like mama said, mama says his name is John. Mama know what she's talking about. Verse 64, immediately, this is awesome. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe and throughout the whole country of Judea, people were talking all about these things. There's something crazy going on in Judea. You're not going to believe it. These old people, two old people, they had a baby named Daddy after they couldn't speak for nine months. Baby born, they didn't even name the baby after the dad. They named him, named him John. And as soon as he named the kid John, his mouth open, he could speak. We thought he was deaf, but he wasn't. He just couldn't he just couldn't talk. But we didn't we didn't understand that. Verse 65. Uh no, 66. Everyone who heard this wondered about it. How could that be? 
asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. John had a calling on his life from day one. As do we all. God has a purpose and plan for each one of us. For every one of you today, God has a plan for you. Like the song we sing all the time now. If I'm not dead, God's not done. If I'm not dead, God's not done. He's got something to do. He wants to do in me and through me. Same for you. If you ain't dead, and clearly you're not, because here you are, God's not done. Verse 67. I love this. So Zachariah, he's been quiet. He's been, he been had plenty of time to think about a song. <laughs> he, he's been experiencing this pregnant pause for nine months. Now he's going to burst forth in song. The, uh, the, uh, the Benedictus is what it's called. Generally, Zachariah's song is the Benedictus after uh, the, Latin, the last phrase in Latin in the song. Benedictus. Um... So here it is. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. <laughs> I'll say, it reminds me of the, you were, I told you, Refuge of the Ridge. This guy came with a shirt on. Um, it said, from um, from a from a dope dealer to a hope dealer. Then it was, then also had on the shirt that said, overdose on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Overdose on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey, it's Lake Wales, man. You never know what you're going to see in Lake Wales. People crazy over there. Oh, overdose on the Holy Ghost. Anyway, Zachariah was near overdose on the Holy Ghost right here. <laughs> His father, Zachariah, was filled with the Holy Ghost. He's filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. <laughs> Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. And the phrase horn of salvation is a common phrase in the Bible. Uh, the horn of salvation uh, is the idea of strength, power, uh, the 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 uh, the spear of salvation, the tip of the salvation, the the one, the what makes salvation possible, what conquers uh, salvation, what achieves it. It also has the uh, the idea of the shofar, the horn that, that you know, which was a ram's horn. And they would blow it. I'm just making it up. I don't know how to play it. I don't know the tune, but you know what I get. But they would they would blow the shofar during times of holy consecration during times of worship and also times of victory. So to raise up a horn of salvation, that horn uh, metaphorically was a, was victory. The sign was a, the sound and the sights of victory. So six, verse 69, he has raised up a horn of salvation. We're going to win. We're going to win. You're going to win, man. You're on Jesus' side. Jesus is in you. Jesus is for you. You're going to win. He is Jesus is the horn of salvation. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, verse 70, as he said through his holy prophets long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors. I love this. 
Zechariah connects this current event miracle with a promise made to um, their ancestors. Do you know God is keeping promises in your life that he made to your grandparents? Mm. Mm. Yeah. God is making God is God is making good on promises he's made he 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 made to some of your descendants your uh, your 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 ancestors and he's making good on it in your life. That's what Zechariah is saying. Zechariah is humbled by the the moment. He's like this I'm I know we're experiencing this moment not because of promises God has made today but because of promises God made years ago. He coming he coming real on it now though. Mm which is a great promise that when we when we pray and intercede for the future and our future grandchildren and great-grandchildren, God will come true, will come through in their lives based on promises he made to us today. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To show mercy to our ancestors and remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham. Isn't that awesome? He's connecting the birth of John and what God is doing in that day with John and the birth of eventually, ultimately the birth of Jesus. He links that back to the beginning, essentially, Abraham. There's a there's a unending, continual tie to what's happening today with what happened with the promise made back then. to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be a prophet of the most high. He prophesying, man. He's saying, he's saying, I'm telling you what you're going to be. You're going to be a prophet of the most high. You're going to go pro proclaim and pronounce the way of the Lord. And notice, he knows his work is for, for the Lord. His work is going to be for the Most High, the same God of the Old Testament, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Most High. John is, John is going to be working for him. You'll be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord and prepare a way for him. You know, in a sense, that's what every one of us do in, in our, our lives. We prepare the way of the Lord. You know, as we've said before, not one of us, not, not a single one of us can bring another person to Jesus, strictly speaking. But what we can do, because that's a miracle. That's something that happens in a human heart. I mean, you, you can't make someone a Christian. But what you can do is you can prepare the way of the Lord. Oh, man, what? Today, man, what, what if today... You prepared the way of the Lord. What if today I prepared the way of the Lord? How? In our speech, in our servanthood, in our being a good neighbor, in loving others, in our words, in our testimony. Prepare the way of the Lord for your kids, for your neighbors, for your coworkers. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare a way for him. Just like we do on Sunday, we say all the time, we can't. We can't make anyone come to Jesus. But on Sundays when we gather in corporate worship, we try to prepare the way of the Lord so that people meet Jesus and have these intimate moments with him that are inexplicable and life-changing. And you know what happens? It happens. <laughs> because God is good. 
For you will go on to prepare the way of the Lord for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Remember, John's ministry was a ministry of repentance. Return to God. That's what, that's what John's whole ministry was. Guys, we need to get back to God. Get back to God. Just dial back into what God's doing. Repent. Turn. Turn from a self-centered, self-consumed life. Turn to a God-focused life. Ask yourself, what's God up to? Ask yourself, what does God want me to do? Those are the questions that are life-changing. That's what John's ministry was. And as the people turned and started asking those questions, he prepared the way of Jesus. When Jesus said, let me take the kingdom of God is at hand. But it was John who helped prepare hearts, turn hearts to search. You know, sometimes we've got to we've got to prepare the way of the Lord because people aren't even asking the right questions. Right. They aren't even asking the right questions. They're trying to find fulfillment and solutions in in everything else but God. And the ministry of John that we sometimes have to have is to remind people who's asking the God question. What does God want? What is God up to? Who is God? What does God require? What does he desire? How do I reconnect with God? Those are the questions that bring the ultimate purpose and meaning to life. The why, the answer to the why questions. So he give his people salvation, uh, knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. How about that? How about that for a metaphor for Jesus? The rising sun will come to us from heaven. Mm, that's beautiful. Man, that's beautiful. That's Jesus. The rising sun, like, like in so many ways, right? Rose from the dead. The rising sun will visit, come to visit us from heaven. Man, I love that. To shine. Come on, you know what? I'm gonna highlight that, man. I'm gonna underline that right now. The tender mercy of our, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. It's the incarnation. That's what that is. What's he gonna come do when he comes to heaven? He's gonna continue to shine. That's what he's gonna do. He's the rising sun, so he's gonna come, he's gonna shine. That's what that's what suns do. They shine. Mm. He shines on those living in what darkness. And those in the shadow of death, for what? To guide their peace, 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 peace. To guide their feet in the path of peace. Ooh, man, you could sit a minute on 78 and 79. You could just sit a minute and just think of that. Like, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to heaven, to come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Oh, whoa. Jesus came to earth, man. That's beautiful. Jesus came to earth to shine, to shine the path of peace for those who were living in darkness and in the shadow of death. Oh, my gosh. That's a hallelujah moment right there. That's what he did for you. That's what he did for me. He came. 
The shining son of God came to earth to shine a light for those living in darkness in the valley of death to shine a light to the path of peace because we would never find the path without him. Mm. Hallelujah. And that's what he claimed to do in verse 80. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Man, that's beautiful. So John grew and became strong in spirit. Some of you guys got some strong spirited cheering. So John was one too. He child grew, became strong, a strong spirited child. I know. Amen. I know, I know what that feels like. Until it was time, until he appeared publicly to Israel. Man, good word. Wow. That touched me this morning. Zechariah's Benedictus, his song. His song written out of a period of silence and observation. He just had to observe God's miracle working power. And out of that birthed forth a song of praise. Silence and praise. They go together. Silence, observation, reflection gives birth, birth to meaningful praise. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on today, guys. You know what we do? It's time to pray. I feel like praying. I feel like talking to Jesus and thanking him for how awesome he is and how good he is to our lives. So let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness, your grace, and your power. Thank you for the word that speaks to us so powerfully, so beautifully, so richly. Lord, thank you that you are the horn of salvation. You are our victory. You are the one who conquered the grave and conquered our sin and purchased our salvation. We thank you for that. Lord, thank you for coming and shining so brightly that we could find the path to peace. Wow. And Lord, as those who've received the blessing of finding this path, help us to shine. Lord, help us to shine for others. Help us to be those like the spirit in the spirit of John who prepare the way of the Lord. Lord, help us to, as we ourselves ask the questions, but also help others ask the most important questions of life. Those questions that ask about you, what you're up to, what you're, what you desire. What matters most to you? God, help us to be salt and light today. Help us to be, uh, help us to shine. Help us to shine like Jesus. May the light of Jesus in us shine today, Lord. And we need your Holy Spirit to illuminate our lives today. God, I pray for each of my friends, whatever they're facing, whatever they're going through, uh, whether it's maybe they're facing physical struggles or financial or relational or emotional. Lord, I pray that you would uh, you would bless and touch and move today in great and mighty ways. Lord, may, um, may today be a day where we um, represent you well and people know that we have been with you. In your name we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being on today.
Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the study today. We'll see you again tomorrow as we look at Luke chapter 2. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.